0: bringing my family along with me on this journey so that when I have to miss a game because of a meeting or I'm really struggling to get them to their practice, or I have to say no when we walk around Target and they're like literally grabbing the store, you know, (laughs) when I say...
1: Welcome to Building Birmingham Together, a show about Birmingham's business leaders, successes, failures, and lessons learned to encourage you to remember that dreaming is free, but the hustle is sold separately. I'm your host, Kim Lee, founder and CEO of Forge. Building Birmingham Together is brought to you today by Forge. Forge is Birmingham's first professional co-working space located in the heart of downtown Birmingham at the Pazitz Building. With private offices, open workspace, as well as meeting and event space, Forge is the place where small business owners and entrepreneurs come together, meet new people, and get work done. We know right now everyone is tired and weary of working from home we have a safe solution for you. You can work in a beautiful professional workspace that will inspire you every day and return your home to just home. If you would like to find out more about Forge, you can visit workatforge.com and schedule a tour directly on our website. Today, I'm so excited to have Delphine Carter with us on Building Birmingham Together. Delphine is the co-founder of Bulo Solutions. Bulo Solutions offers professional achievement without compromise for women, creating access to professional opportunities that fit their lifestyles and career goals. Businesses get accesses to hidden candidate pools and fill, fill their roles at a faster rate, saving them time and money. Bulo developed a matching process that combines hard and soft skills effectively Reskilling the existing strengths of a non traditional labor force and quickly providing businesses with essential help. Today, you'll hear in my interview with Delphine how realizing she had access to a hidden talent pool to solve her own professional challenges of hiring started her on a path of discovering her true passion. But before we get started today with Delphine's interview, I want to share with you something that we have just launched at Forge. As we all know, one of the biggest impacts of COVID on businesses has been the lack of regular face-to-face human interaction. When we give tours at Forge, we always tell people that the magic of our community and the collisions that happen um, between our members, but these collisions are not just important in co-working spaces. So much business growth happens because we are around others and we get to share what we're working on and hear what they're working on. I believe that those little everyday conversations are the basic building blocks of growth for businesses. And those conversations are what we are all missing right now. So we wanted to provide a solution for this problem. At Forge, we say we are in the business of growing businesses. We started Connect to provide an avenue for you to start having those building block conversations again. And of course, it is going to be virtual for now. At Connect, you will... um, have a chance to connect with other Birmingham business leaders. We will start the morning out hearing from each participant about their business, and then we will have a few small breakout groups in order to learn a little bit more about the projects that we are each working on. Our number one goal is to help you grow your business, and we know that personal referrals are the strongest testimony to bring you new business. If you are interested in learning more about Connect, you can find out more on our website at Work at 4 I cannot wait to hear from you, Delphine, today, hear about your journey as you share with us lessons that you've learned along the way, what it's been like as a mom, um, changing jobs, starting something new. So thank you for joining us today. I'm so glad to be here. This is great. Yay! Well, okay, before we hear about Bulo and what you're doing there, I'd love for you to tell us just a little bit about who you are what your family looks like, just so that listeners can know, you know, how to identify yeah. with like what you are. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, okay. So I am local in Birmingham. I have two kids, 13 year old boy and a 10 year old girl, and, um, they're feisty and fun and have me on a ton of ball fields and <laughs> just do the most random things. We love going camping together and hiking and just flat out being outside. So it's the three of us. Um, uh, I'm a single mom, and so I'm navigating work, and being their parent, they've got a wonderful dad, so definitely his input's valuable always, and um, they also go to see him about half the time, So which kind of ties into my story. Half the time, I have extra time on my hands to work on passion projects or even just growing Bula, and so my mother's French. She lives further away. My brother lives in Huntsville, so it's pretty much just me here, um, except for when I go visit. Okay, wait, so does your mom live in France? She actually, we moved, when I was in high school, I moved to the States and so we moved to Florida. And if you, so that was about Wait, the- wait, wait, I'm sorry. This is something I didn't know. You grew up in France? I grew, yeah, so Belgium, Switzerland and France. And so we moved when I, you know, my dad's American, my mom's French, but grew up bilingual. But um, when we moved to the States, it was the eighties. So I moved from like, core Europe, very like what you picture it to oh. low riders and neon <laughs> and muscle shirts on the beach. Like it was very much a culture adjustment. I used oh. to say culture shock and I was like, it was an adjustment. Um, yeah. So that's, that's background on me.
1: Okay. So random question. Do you feel like, um,
0: Europe is more home or do you feel like the States are more home? Yeah, it's funny because now I've been in the States definitely longer, but I went back, for example, Dax goes so wonderful. I had a sabbatical. And so I took my kids back there and we stayed for a month, um, visited my family, just like lived it. And um, it's like you live, anybody who's moved around a good bit, I think you always feel like you're straddling two worlds. Yeah. And so while the length of time has definitely been spent more in the US, there's just a cultural thing that... Um, your formative years put in you that it's tough to, to back up. Like people, my closest friends will be like, Oh God, that's the French in you. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody's ever said that's the Alabama in you, which I don't know what that means, but.
1: (laughs) Wow. I did not know that. That is so cool. Well, so, um, so I'd love for you to share with us a little bit about what Bulo is now? And then what led you the the journey of getting from having a great job at a great company to start something?
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that was a that was a lot of kicking and screaming along the way. So I did, like you said, I had a great career. I worked for a great company. I was at Daxco. um, And I was um, on the product team. And so I would often start new products, um, get them launched, get them going, test them out. Won some, failed some. I think that's like, if you're a product manager and haven't failed, you're not pushing yourself hard enough. So had some that really went well and some that just didn't. Um, but every time that I was building a product, I was searching for somebody who could, I could quickly onboard to the team who was vetted for their professionalism, but also for their skills and that who fit in my budget. Really tough to find, even with Fiverr and Upwork, there's so much vet out there that it just it would slow me down versus speed me up but then I would be like waiting in carpool for the kids or talking to neighbors and on the ball fields and realize like that woman has exactly everything that I need she's been looking for a job that offers some flexibility I can do that let's let's get together and I'll contract with her and so I started filling those roles with mothers that Mm. had the skill set but had had felt like they had to take the off-ramp um because they couldn't balance the kids and their careers Mm -hmm. and so it started me thinking with my the original co-founder like we need to solve this and we think it's solvable the businesses get value the women get value and so Bulo was born and it's to help women mostly mothers find flexible careers in part-time contract or um, full-time permanent positions And so companies are benefiting because we can save them time onboarding. They reach a hidden talent that they just are not going to find on Indeed and LinkedIn and ZipRecruiter. And these ladies just hit the ground running and the businesses just see this value instantly, which is what I also love about our business leaders is that I can just say, hey, we hire moms and they're like, I know that mom and that's who I want. (laughs) (laughs) Like it just clicks. How good and the value that these women can bring. So that's so, where it started. So, uh, yeah,
1: yeah. So I'm gonna so I'm gonna ask like the personal side of what it was like to actually you have this great idea and you're getting a little traction, but the process of letting go of security with kids. <laughs> <It's awful. laughs> you know, you're not yeah. 25. Um, no. You have you have expenses, you have yeah. commitments, like how you, how you went through that process. And I'm
0: also a little bit like comfortable, right? So it's, it's not just that, but you're like, I kind of like my life. I like I like it. Yeah. And and so it was, it's one of those things where after enough nights of waking up at three 30 or four o'clock, thinking about what we're trying to solve or thinking about just this concept, you start realizing and whatever your spiritual guidance is, is if you have one for me, I would wake up and be like, okay. I get it. You're like, I feel like there's something I'm supposed to be doing here. I'm not fulfilled. And, Mm -hmm. um, I just firmly believe we're placed on this earth to be fulfilled in the positive sense where we contribute to society. And so finally I was like, okay, maybe I can't go get the facial that I want. (laughs) And maybe, you know, it's going to feel uncomfortable, um, stepping back from a career, but I, um, was confident that I had built a brand locally. And that's the beauty of Birmingham. Once you prove your brand and prove yourself, I felt confident that I could return to the workforce if it failed. I felt confident that this idea was not gonna go away from my brain. So I either had to tackle it or put it to bed forever. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I felt confident that I didn't need some of the extra things that I was gonna put away. And so once I tackled all those things, I said, okay, I'm gonna do it. when you tell people that yes, I'm 46 year old single mom leaving a great career to go start a business, you can get looks that are just not necessarily encouraging. <laughs> but I also, but I also, you know, had some great people that were like, "That's a problem. That's what you're doing is fixing it. Go for it." So, mm-hmm. long story is, I don't think, I think it's few and far between that somebody delves into this situation where they're not kicking and screaming because it's upsetting a very comfortable existence. Um, But once it won't leave you and when it keeps bothering you, when you're out on your runs or when you're trying to get to sleep, you're going to have to do something about it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I love that. What you said that you either you've got to do it or just put it to bed and you can't think about it
0: anymore. You can't. It's it's not. um, I'm a problem solver by just Like if you do any of those personality tests, that's what I'll sit at a stoplight and be like, okay, this could be more efficient. This should go here. (laughs) And so if there's this this problem and I was like, okay, apparently you feel very like you feel like you are the one to fix this, then let's go for it. So we did it. And, you know, one of the great things for anybody on this journey is I brought my kids along with it. Mm -hmm. And so I talked to them about what I was doing. I talked about the risks. I talked about like how it was it could affect um, the way things are today, like it has an effect beyond us. And so it was mm-hmm. worth taking this, knowing it could fail. I don't think our kids get enough training on the positive um, aspects of failure. And right. so I wanted them to see I'm taking this. It's a risk. It could totally fail, but I'm comfortable with it. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, so, so um, when you, so I don't know that we said this when we introduced Bulow, but you are a technology company. You use a tech platform to, um, scale, scale, to scale, everything. to achieve your goal and mission. Um, how, how did you, how did you go through that process of this idea? That's going to be tech. It's going to need tech. Everybody knows tech costs a lot to start. So what, what did you do for people who are listening or think, okay, I have this idea. I know I can't start and build a hundred thousand dollar app or whatever. I don't even, I just uh, nor guess. should you ever. So what did you, how did you like test and validate and MVP and what, what are some of the things that y'all did to get to the point where it's like, okay, now it's worth the investment?
0: Yeah. If you start, but even if it's tech, if you start building it, even if you're entire, so like we're a little bit of, um, software, like we are a, um, tech enabled service, right? Right. Um, and so if you even if you're a pure tech platform if you do not test it in front of people to see behavior if you don't start asking your consumer whoever's buying it from you consumer or business their standard behavior and mock it on the back end you're going to build the wrong thing mm-hmm. and so you always start with minimal way that you can get it done for us it was excel spreadsheets so for the longest time we would have excel spreadsheets of all the talent and then just rows of their qualifications and how they answered the onboarding we used um survey monkey to do the surveys to onboard them like we just brought together a bunch of different really cheap tools and mocked it Mm -hmm. um once there from there we had to change a lot of things along the way which is why you should never build it to begin with yeah um, right off the bat and so then i found a company in town sagayo that i really Mm -hmm. loved um the ui ux designer i really loved the people there and they were very much willing to build it alongside of me versus Mm -hmm. saying hey what are your requirements i'm gonna go over here build it and bring it back to you um and so it was a very collaborative experience they helped make it better we brought in new ideas as we were learning and then we built our MVP and it did not cost a hundred thousand (laughs) dollars. Um, nor should you ever spend that kind of money right off the bat. I mean, I'm going to say that 10 times.
1: (laughs) Oh, I know. Yeah. But, but, you know, so it's just interesting to hear how people get started and launch and what, how you can do it
0: without thinking you have to You can't, And there's also some great no-code solutions out there where you can build an app by yourself. You don't have to be super techie. You're going to have to understand some things. Um, And so I think that's going to speed up a lot of great ideas that come to market. Mm -hmm. Well, so I know that you
1: bring on one of your goals, or not goals, but one of the things that you do with the women who are working are women who haven't been in the workforce. So what was it like introducing this concept to them and getting them to actually go to positions and go to jobs where they haven't been doing that for
0: five, 10, 15 years. Yeah. So, so like you said, we, we help women return to the workforce who felt like they had to make the decision to step out. And then we help women maintain the workforce, potentially in a role that offers more flexibility, or maybe they scale down to part-time, but our goal is to help keep people there. So they have the options, um, in their careers. And so that was a very different audience. The women who have been out of the workforce for a while is a very different audience. The biggest difference is not that they might need to brush up on Word, Excel, PowerPoint, email. It's more so in the confidence of their elevator pitch. Yeah. And so a major, a lot of our time was spent in the beginning um, getting them to quit saying, "I've just been a mom." Um, We had one woman who had negotiated for her entire school system, the purchase of Promethean boards, which is those (laughs) smart boards. Yeah. And so like that's a big contract. That's a big negotiation. She did it for the whole school system. She hadn't done it. Somebody would have been paid to do that. Right. Never brought that up until we dug deeper. And so we learned quickly that our onboarding process needed to be designed to pull everything that they've been involved with because there's very few women out there that have been sitting like eating bonbons on the front porch, having mimosas, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Like most of us have been doing something. And so when you draw that out, you can start creating the picture of their strongest soft and hard skills and what really makes them passionate. Um, And that's what our onboarding process is all about. And then it creates a 360 degree profile that we, provide to the companies and they get to see, wow, she may have this little space in her timeline, but there's all these things that she's bringing to the table. So what, what was it like going to the
1: the Birmingham businesses and telling them what you were doing and getting
0: them to buy in to actually hire these women? It was, um, you know, it's back to what I said. Once I started telling the companies, hey, this is who we've got. These are all the women. So we've got over a thousand women now. in it's amazing. Our database. Um, and so we go to these businesses and they got it like they completely understood it. Their hesitations were like, have they been out of technology a while and they may need to scale up or. um are they committed to coming back to work or will I train them and they could leave? And we could always talk to them about like, these women have committed that this is how their lives wanna be. Most of them didn't wanna make that choice to begin with that they completely Mm -hmm. pulled out. And we also helped them find free resources to kind of upskill their tech training. But honestly, most of them, because of involvement in schools and nonprofits and stuff, have kept up those skills anyway. Yeah. Um, So we do, we are the advocate for the women. And thankfully, so many people, when they hear who we, who our database is made up of, they, they automatically think of a neighbor, a wife, a sister, who's had to make those same decisions, but is still just incredible.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. Um, Okay. So where, well, let me ask you this question first as we're on like building startup. So has has your vision from when you started, maybe even the vision, like keeping you up at night, has it changed from where you are today? Like, have you changed your mission and vision or is it still
0: looks exactly like you thought it would look like? It doesn't. um, It doesn't look exactly like I thought. We originally didn't like it's the little things right along the way. So we originally didn't think that we would need to place women in full time. Um, What we found, there's a lot of businesses that wanted these women full time because they came in as professionals. They didn't have to train them. But then we also found that there was a lot of women who did not want to step down to part time or they were completely ready to go back to full time. And so what we learned is, okay, we've got to start. And that looks a little bit different when you're onboarding and when you're trying Mm -hmm. to learn about people. And so, um, our, our mission is, or our vision really is, is we only work with companies that offer a flexible work culture and we had to identify and like concretely say what that meant so that things didn't get blurred. Yeah. So we just had to be more, um, informative on the company to make sure it fits. And so that was one change, but then it's also like the second phase of BULO. Um, So we recently closed um, like a Reg D ground of funding, which we're super excited about, mostly because this is such a female response to that. Yes, the money's amazing because we can start really growing, but it's also like, oh, you guys thought that this was worth like putting money into. You believe in our moms, you believe in this. And so it's like two. the excitement's twofold um but the next phase is pure platform pure technology where we help women by guiding their careers by telling them kind of being the wind at their back by saying hey kim um you know you've got all the skills that somebody has and you've been in this role long enough that you can ask for a promotion you should ask for a promotion or go ask for a raise because you're underpaid compared to what we know about the rest of your cohort so Mm -hmm. we can help women just really know where they should be, what skills they need to obtain to reach their goals. And then also um, find coaches and peers and um, mentors. So we're excited, very excited about that part that didn't come through as something that we needed to do until we started learning more about what the women needed to be successful right so
1: what's how how do you start that what's what's next on what's in the next year what's on
0: your timeline to be able to create to make that happen so we um it's definitely a concrete evolution of our platform so we're hiring people to help kind of grow the placement and the matching business Uh and then in tandem we can start iterating on the platform Um, And making it to where it's using a lot more of the technology, natural language processing, it's using machine learning, it translates into AI. And so I've done some of that before at DAXCO. So I firmly believe that we can execute on it and that we'll find the right team to help us get there.
1: Yeah. It's so incredible. It really is amazing. So I didn't, I I didn't, I don't think I've told you this before, but, um, and small plug Delphine is going to be on a panel at Forge for International Women's (laughs) Day. But the first International Women's Day event that we did at Forge, I think it was the first one. Um, I think you, you were still working at Shipped, actually, I think, uh, two years ago. I was. Yeah. You were still working at Shipped. But my sister-in-law, she doesn't know I'm sharing this either, but my sister-in-law asked a question about hiring or something, and you stood up and talked about the importance and and all that, and you ended up matching her with her development director, who is awesome. So it's pretty cool. I know, I know. (laughs) But um, all that to say, the work that you're doing is really incredible, and women, moms, who just need to enter the workforce back into the workforce or look different. Like, it's amazing that the work that you're doing to help these women. Um, So if there's somebody who's listening to this, who either, you know, wants a change in career or wants to start something new, like what, what suggest, what, what advice would you give them?
0: Um, yeah, Call you. It would be, <laughs> it, you know what it would be is be be a little more like do the research to be concrete on who you are and where you shine. Because sometimes women will say, like, I'm just not passionate about where I am or what I'm doing. I need something else. And so that's your first indicator yeah, you need something else, but then you've got to identify what's draining you in your cor- mm. current role, or maybe it's the company makeup, it's the culture, what drains you? And then what could you truly spend 24 hours nonstop doing if you were like, cause you're so passionate about it, you enjoy it so much. And so once you can figure out and narrow down what you really want, you can start doing some of the research on those roles that are out there. The number one thing, if you've been out of the workforce for a while, what, what you need to do for yourself and what your future hiring manager or for future interviews, what they need to see is that you are willing to put the work in to update your skills mm. to come back in. And so it's, you know, if you've been out of the workforce for a while, you have to show that you're committed. You're not going to solely rely on the company to get you back up to where it should be. Um, and so it's, like, put a stake in it, decide what you want to become, and then start learning whatever it is you need to, and start networking. Like, just start sharing your dream with people um, and letting them know, hey, I- I'm I'm changing. There's a transition coming, and this is what I'm really looking out for. So if you hear of anything, um, let me know so I can take action on it.
1: Yep. Well, the title of this co- podcast is Building Birmingham Together, really because I... Um love to look at the city as a whole and the impact that one company has is not just on those employees or the owners of the company. It just trickles out into the city and we're all really working together to make Birmingham a better place. So I would love to just hear like how you feel like Bulo is making Birmingham a better place.
0: Um, I feel like it's helping Birmingham. So I um, Mostly it's because we're trying to build a company that focuses on diversity and that focuses on change um, to the city. And so anything, any companies that um, are really trying to be a positive um, for something that really just isn't necessarily right, I think it brings a brand to the city. Mm -hmm. Um, I think anybody out there who has an idea and is willing to start building a company we you know you're going to start hiring people you're going to bring new like concepts and new way of thinking um, back to the um, back into this community. And also I think we're helping companies around town just by placing these women into local companies. We're helping them understand that when you bring somebody who looks a little bit different from your typical network into your company, you start seeing diverse thinking that improves the processes internally. You see a culture change that happens by each different experience that's brought to your table. So I think it's helping companies see and like take action on bringing diverse candidates and diverse Mm -hmm. hires to their businesses. Mm -hmm. So we're just going to keep championing for that. That's
1: right. One of the things that you said when we talked earlier that you kind of alluded to right here was how as a company and an organization, it is easy to stay within the mold of who you normally hire, which limits the diversity in the company. So you kind of just touched on that, but can you go a little bit more into that? Because I think... It's just easy, you know. It's easy. It, it, I know. So I'll
0: let you talk about it. I won't say anything. <laughs> this is the like. This is like the rainbow and sunshine's person yep. in me that thinks like. I really hope that none of us are intentionally excluding mm-hmm. um, people, right? Like I hope we're beyond that. That's just my prayer. And then right. so now, but we also have networks that we curated and spent time growing, and because. You are usually attracted, or you tend to like flocks, birds of a feather flock together type thing. Your network looks very similar to who you are, either your economic mm-hmm. background, your physical um, presence, like what you look like, it's your even your professional experience. And so, when you are hiring as a leader, it is very easy to fill your roles fast with your existing network. And so, I challenge myself, my team, and every other company to slow your Mm role, start trying to expand that network. You may not hire them as fast as you want, but to slow that network, because you know your company will be better when you've got diverse thought, diverse experiences that apply um, at the table. Mm -hmm. But it's tough to say, like I know there's all these other candidates well, start thinking about what are the traits that you really need to bring your ch- table and just slow down to make sure that you've really got all the candidates that are the best ones for your business. Yeah. And it's not easy. It's not, I mean, it's really, it's tough to do, but as you start making that effort, your network expands and then it gets easier. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And you have to work to expand it, but once you do, it's so much better, you know, but right. it, it does take work.
0: A hundred percent. And we're all that way. We all have a personal network, even a a professional network that that sways one direction. It's heavier. It's biased towards one direction. And so making that effort to bring in um, other people with different experiences and different backgrounds is crucial or I'm really struggling to get them to their practice. Or I have to say no when we walk around Target and they're like literally grabbing the store. (laughs) You know, when I say, look, we can't spend that right now or we can't, like, I can't make it to that game. They understand that it's to build something greater than that little thing that they want and that um, there's sacrifices that have to be made and hopefully we'll find that balance um, it's also being very intentional about finding your weaknesses. I am not super great at finances. Like, yeah, I can manage my budget. I can. But if you need me like this whole fund, you know, trying to raise money for Bulo, it was a different language. Like I mm. had no idea. Like, how do you come up with these valuations? How do you defend the valuation? How do you do all of the planning and the pro forma and then the you know what's next? The forward thinking, and so I, I, w- I found somebody that has been like the right hand person to me, um, to help me through that. So it's finding, it's being very. Um, nobody likes to say, "Hey, I suck at this," but yeah. it's important for the future of your business to be able to yeah. say that. And I hope my team, my team needs to say that too, so that we can start plugging in the holes. Right. So honesty with yourself. Yeah, that's right.
1: Oh, and there is one last thing that I did want to bring up. So um, recently you partnered with an organization around funding for BULO. So I'd love for you to share just a little bit, because that is another way that's really bringing Birmingham into your business.
0: It's super. Yes. I'm so glad you brought that up. Okay. So we had like our uh, regular Reg D funding and round, and that was because I, um, you know, I was already on the way with it. I'd already started this process. And then these, great people out of Greenville, South Carolina came to me with this idea of vicinity capital. And the purpose is is that the community supports new ideas and new businesses in the area, and that, um, that helps ideas grow from that area. But it also means that now everyday people can invest in companies through this platform and create their own wealth that could be generational changing. And so, no longer do you have to be. And this is this isn't. There's other companies that do this. So it's a very secure. It's legal. Like everything, right. box has been hacked, <laughs> Yeah. As I say this, but um, you know, you don't have to be a certified investor in order to see some of the multiples that come out of these tech companies. And so, Vicinities in Birmingham. Now, we were the first one um, on their platform to help them launch the reason I was so adamant about doing it is there's a lot of great ideas coming out of the city that, um, from people who don't have a network that's got deep pockets or they don't have their own cash of wealth to build it. Uh And, um, so they can get funding through this way. And then also our community can start benefiting and growing their wealth by investing in these companies.
1: Yeah. Well, so we will put, links in the show notes, but I'm sure,
0: uh, can people, is the fund filled? Like is your It's fund not. So it actually in- ends in two, we closed in two weeks. I think okay. it's at 40% right now. Okay. Um And so the minimum is I think a hundred dollars. And then the max I think is, I can't even remember the, what the max was, but we basically left the range open to test it out here and see what people would think and what they would do. Um, but it's gone, it's gone. Well, I've been super happy about the excitement behind it. Um, so we've got two weeks and then we'll close it out.
1: Yeah. When I saw, yeah, when I saw that, I was like, Oh, that is so cool. I love it. So I love I'm, it. I'm, yeah, that's really great. Okay. Two quick questions, um, that I ask, um, and a lot of times they're purely selfish. Cause I just like to know what other people are interested <laughs> in, but, um, okay. Tell me, well, um, besides this one, what podcast do you love to listen to?
0: <laughs> this is so bad
1: because like or maybe you don't. Some people, it's very stage of life. I have
0: discovered that it's very stage of life. So I listen to podcasts. There's um I listen to podcasts when I'm cleaning the house. That's like yeah. how I get stuff done. And so my favorite ones, depending on my mood, are my favorite murder. Oh, and and this American life. So my favorite murder is a little bit off color, but this American life, I will get lost in those stories. Um, And so I know there's so many fabulous new ones out there that I need to explore more, but it's so easy. Like get the vacuum out, turn it on and just, you know, it's going to be good. Yeah.
1: Um, What about, do you have any books that you suggest that, um,
0: that have really helped you along the way? there so i love historical fiction but um i'm really bad at remembering titles but there's one book that i read last year that was a game changer for me and it's um i really it's self-help which is interesting but it's called um burnout and so you know when i was going through the fundraising and you know trying to build this company and be a mom and the kids are at home at school and all this stuff um, it really helped me understand why I struggled to close the stress cycle. It helped me understand how to like put realistic expectations around like something as simple as driving to Publix when I get frustrated because there's a slow car in front of me. It just really helped me cope with some of that like raginess that can happen inside when things don't go quite as planned. Mm-hmm. Um, that's an incredible book.
1: Okay. All right. Well, we'll put that, we'll put a link to that in the show notes for anybody who wants to look those up. But Delphine, thank you so much for being on here with us today. I really appreciate you taking time out of your day and also just for the work that you're doing, your commitment to the women in our city. I know y'all are wanting to grow. So in other cities too, but just what you bring to companies here is really elevating the people who, um, who are coming into the company. So thank you for being here and for what you're Well, doing. and
0: Kim, I've got to thank you because when oh. somebody walks into Forge, it is people that everybody looks different. They're all working on very <laughs> different things. And so I think you've got a great community that you've created there that really wasn't around Birmingham before. And so I've got to thank you for what that did for all of us.
1: Well, I mean, that really is one of the things that we do love. Like we love that, that, we have created something and that's what you try, you you know, a goal that we want different ideas, different people. And it is amazing. I mean,
0: totally different stages of life. You've got a priest over here working on a sermon. You've got a young person over here working on their next big thing. You've got a middle person who's like closing deals and making sales. It's just—it's a great, it's such a great Oh, you're
1: kind. Thank you. Thank you. Well, thanks for joining us. And um, I look forward to seeing you soon uh, in person. Building Birmingham Together is brought to you today by Forge. If you are tired of working from home and looking for a professional place to work to get work done, Forge is your solution. You can visit workatforge.com to schedule your tour today. And also remember to visit our website to learn more about Connect. We are excited to provide a way for all of us who are working at home, disconnected from others, to connect. This is not just for Forge members. It is open for anyone to join. We will be meeting virtually with the hopes of meeting in person one day. Visit workatforge.com forward slash connect.